Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome to Table Manners Second Helpings. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with my mum and we are bringing you another fantastic episode of Table Manners from way back when. This one is none other than Kylie Minogue. It's from season 10. It was in September 2020. Oh, good old 2020. This was um, a sweet release from months of lockdown. I think, if I remember rightly, we had to we have... We kept the door open. Yeah. I remember measuring my island to see that we could be over a metre apart. Oh, my God, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Because we didn't want anyone to get sick. I think we were all quite nervous because we were such big fans. Her disco album had just come out. And, guys, this is where the confirmation, if anyone needs to know how the collaboration between Kylie Minogue and I came about, she says it. It's, we've got actual audible footage and record of her saying, hey, we should write together. So that's when I swooped in after we'd had a few bottles of the Kylie Minogue CDP. Um, and I asked to go steady with her in the studio. And that is how uh, Kiss of Life, our song, was born. We had such a lovely evening together. It was such an honour to have her. I kind of can't believe now that I've done a song with her. I've done a video. We are now friends. And this was kind of the first beginnings of that. And also congratulations to Kylie. Padam, padam. Padam, padam. And also I just played with her at the weekend for the Radio 2 Festival. She has announced her Vegas residency. It's all going fabulously for Miss Minogue. And so it should do. She is one in a million. This is Kylie Minogue on Table Manor's Second Helpings. Padam, padam. Kylie, yes. you've just come in, landed in the old flower bed. Well, you didn't land in there. You gracefully exited <laughs> your, your car. Um, did Follow a stunt roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Avoided the paps and you're in. Yeah, I'm in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. This this is, I've been really looking forward to this. So excited. Honestly, this is... And, and I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm going to get it out of the way. You were my first ever concert. No. When I... Yeah, Way. yeah, and we got a limo to your concert. Wait, I don't know which bit's more like, <laughs> outrageous. You got a limo. We had we had a limo, <laughs> new H um, and M outfits, and you were tiny. 
Couldn't see you, but I swear to God, you waved at me and blew a kiss. Um, I Maybe, think it, yeah. it was when it was it at the Docklands, and it was yeah, it was at Docklands. What year? I mean, it must have been around obviously before my growth spurt. About <laughs> 1992, 93. Okay, right. I think it was um, earlier. Month. 91, maybe. 91. 91. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome. I know. <laughs> and I'm just going to get also out of the way. Oh, yeah. We had the best T-shirts from Blackpool, which had you and a love heart. On the, I think you were at the top, and Jason was at the bottom, and it was especially for you. Pirate merch, amazing. It was amazing yeah. though, and yeah. I tried to find that shit on eBay because it was so freaking good. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to it. find, yeah. But yeah, you're here. We're gonna feed you, and we're gonna drink your wine. We just got sent the truckloads of it. Yeah, amazing. When did you become a? Is it a vintner? Well, I'm not really. It's something that I, I had this fantasy like I've started drinking more rosé as a lot of people did in the last few years and I was like oh god I've never rosé I am just this is a journey to learn about wine and it's been really fascinating so far working with a great team I said I'm just warning you I'm going to ask lots of really idiotic questions dumb questions and you know the greatest response to that which they gave is there's no such thing just ask anything so yeah, the main thing was I really liked this team, small team, like three people. Historically, all they've done is work in wine, got out of the big corporation, started their own company. They said, if we can't have dinner with people, we don't want to work with them. I was like, I like that. And just I went on about quality. You can't just put my name on something and that's just not going to work. So, yeah, we we've worked really well together and I'm so learning. Where is the vineyard? Uh, in France. Yeah, but by the end of the year, we'll have an Australian Chardonnay and early next year, an Australian Pinot Noir. So, yeah, started French, which is a little strange as an Aussie, but we've got Aussie coming. You're laughing because, mm. I mean, Australia's got excellent. I mean, I remember I did a festival there and I can't, I'll never forget the Adelaide wine that I drank. <laughs> Where are you from? You're from Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, so the Pinot Noir will be from Yarra Valley, which is in Victoria. And the Chardonnay is from Western Australia, which is another wine that's represented by this team I'm working with, Benchmark. So how's things promoting a new... I mean, you've done it a few times, but Mm, like... Not like this. Yeah. It's just starting to feel more real now, like album promo. First single, I literally was like, well, I know it's out there. And you know when it becomes real, like one of your friends will say, hey, I just saw you, I heard your song on the radio my sister called me from australia and the back of a, a car coming home from work she's like it's on the radio right now and then it becomes real but not flying around like a maniac not doing, doing traipsing around to do all the usual stuff yeah it felt quite odd nice not traipsing around doing all the stuff <laughs> kind of nice yeah kind of nice i mean it would be nicer to be able to yeah go to australia and see my family and Can all you, that, you can't go at the moment you can go, it just requires but then you have to quarantine and everything's just so uncertain. And my family, have just they're in Melbourne, which has had a six-week stage four lockdown, which is looking like they're slowly going to come out of that. Growing up mm. in Melbourne, who was doing the cooking in your house? Mum. Good Mostly, cook. yeah. Yeah, she's a great cook. I think it was pretty standard when you know, you've got three kids to feed all day, every day. Um, and my dad worked quite long hours so it'd be fairly basic fare but in the last I want to say 15 even 20 years she's 
pretty like she's making you know sushi rolls or i don't know they my, they get obsessed with something currently my really mum and dad are cook. obsessed with pippies which is that's what i say what's a pippy it's like a little like a little clam but it's from new zealand i had to look it up so, so, so what, you do like a pippy vongole i guess they do i mean vongole just kind of chucks it all in and then you of course you'll say that was great what was what was in that oh just you know a list of basic ingredients and then it'll be kind of 15 minutes oh and i put ah yes see didn't mention that bit that's always an extra bit. My brother's a good cook. My sister's a good cook. I have been the family joke pretty much always. But I've changed. In the last couple of years, I do cook. What do you cook? Pretty easy things. I, my go-to would be baked fish, throw the fish, vegetables all in. Mm. So easy, tasty. And my boyfriend's a good cook, so oh, that's, that's, that's one of the things we like to do together. So do you think you become a, a cook to, to please him? Because uh, it is the way to a man's heart, oh, they say. No, not, no, not to please him, but it was just something that we, we did together. Does he like his food? Yeah. Okay. And he, he's, he's, good, he's a good cook, so I just joined in. And also he was quite, um, maybe this, this is cunning actually. He's like, no, you do it. And then I said, I don't know what I'm doing. He said, just don't think about it, just do it. So kind of building up my confidence with just doing it. Throw it in. What's, what do your lovely, taste buds actually. say? Like, well, they're saying this, okay, do it. It's a lovely thing to do together. I send him out to do the sh- big shop, though. So you've been locked down together, obviously. Uh, not initially, but then when we were able to, yeah. I'm really gasping for this wine now. Okay. Do you think, like, Kylie, would you ever put an ice cube in it? Yes. Okay, fine. So yeah. we can do that because it, it's it's not fully chilled. But this is the, what. Which one are we trying? The Cote de Provence. The Cote de Provence. Um, and what do you? I'm um, um, sorry for people that are really down with the Cote de, de Provence. What do you call it? Oh, CDP. Oh, CDP. <laughs> it's like CDP. But, but the, my, my the boyfriend and I will, go, will say, shall we open a bottle of the KM? Yeah, we'll open the KM. What's the KM? Just the Kylie Minogue. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Not that we're, you know, we don't drink other wine. And actually, I'm not a big drinker. I normally wait. This is, this is a school night and we're having some wine. But, um, you know, just like enough. Um, have you? It's quite cold. Okay, good. But so, do we need the ice cube or not? Don't think so. Okay, so Danny's a good cook. Yes. My sister's the one who keeps saying, "Where's the WhatsApp group for for the recipes?" She is in deep. Like, she could have her own podcast, her own TV show about what's. She's just that. She just knows stuff. She has. Are they real birds? Yeah, they're birds. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Are they parakeets or? No. I it's not a magpie. The decorated. That's a very pretty sounding tells bird. Me this is a magpie. No. No, wouldn't it be blackbirds black singing in the dead? Oh, maybe it's a blackbird. No. Okay, well it's dark now. Maybe it's the blackbird. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, sorry. I thought you'd, you'd pour Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for making this dream Cheers. happen. Cheers. Thank you. Was it quite nerve-wracking bringing out the wine? Oh, my or God. Or did it just feel fun? <laughs> as it get, hold a minute. delicious. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Let's put it back yeah. in the fridge. Delicious. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, pop it Darling, back in the fridge. It's not going to need to stay in the fridge long. For long. <laughs> <laughs> um... I just wanted to handle it sensitively because of the timing and a lot of people were going through tough times and it didn't seem like... I, it last year we recently. would have had a, a, a launch and a party and, you know, frivolous kind of thing, but it was just this year. It was on my birthday in May. So we, we did 
a soft launch and just let it have its own like people just get to know it so this one came out maybe a month ago so we've had kind of no I've seen it on Instagram particularly with my um my gay friends yeah they're really they um, are loving and they are big supporters and it's so cute to see all the pictures of them you know either home alone having a meal or you know with their bubble friend or in the park whatever it's it's really nice when did you realize you had a huge lgbtq following was it from the beginning or is it kind of it was almost from the beginning it may have been from the beginning but i maybe 1990 something like that and i was in sydney working because i'm not from sydney and we were passing by like the main kind of oxford street where the most famous gay clubs are and someone said, oh, there's a Kylie night on tonight. And I'd never even heard of such a thing. I was like, what? Like, I'm 20 years old or 21 years old. And, uh, yeah, so they said that's happening at the Albury. And I was like, let's go. My manager said, mm, I don't think you should. Let's, you know, no, basically. And that's the first time I kind of became aware of it being something. Did you go? I didn't go. I have been to Kylie sure since, and I'm the least Kylie of all the Kylies. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The best example of that was maybe kind of mid-90s, and I'd been to see the Lemonheads in Melbourne. There's a few me's, and that was the, uh, you know, the, the 1970s market grubby suede miniskirt that I wore was all the time. Was that confided in me era? It was around, uh, no, before that okay. even, before that. Curls, a little macrame top, like I'd been to see the lemon heads that were so cool and everything. And we ended up at this gay bar because it was Kylie night. And there's pictures of it. There's like four Kylies, like big Kylies. <laughs> and then me, who just looks like I shouldn't be there. Because so there was none of these the stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're amazing. What I love about it is it was... I never marketed towards that. That was just kind of normal to me. Maybe growing up in TV or there's always members of that community around. So it wasn't uh, – it was a shock to hear that because it just – I mean, it was brilliant. But, yeah, that's where it started. So and it's been a kind of an organic uh, love affair ever since. But were you acting and singing? Did you go to stage school? Mm-hmm. No. So, no. So how did you and Danny both become – Involved in singing and performing. Yeah, I wish I could tell the kind of a streamlined story of that. So when I was 11, so my I've got to count back, was 11, 10, 9, 8. My sister went to a talent, like a song and dance talent school. I think I've got this the right order. Are you trying to get the cat out? It's driving me mad. <laughs> the cat is like, his, yeah. Oh, he knows oh, it, doesn't he? Yeah. But he's become an attention seeker. He's a bit of a star fucker, you know. Yeah. His name Prince after Prince. All hail. Okay, let me try and figure out this story. So the beginning I'm a bit blurry on, but, you know, I wanted to be in ABBA. It's eight, seven, eight, nine-year-old. There was Grease, Grease Lightning. My brother and sister, we'd all do Grease Lightning in the front room. So was a bit of a pop addict. And actually, to disco, that's when... So I was 10 in 78, so playing... Donna Summer record, my dad's Donna Summer record, and the Bee Gees and ABBA, Chic, and all of that kind of stuff. So I did love music. I didn't really think about acting. 
and I was never in school plays or anything. I wasn't, I just wasn't, I don't think I was that showy kid, but the family photos might say otherwise. I'm like <laughs> being the clown in the front. But um, my mum had an acquaintance. I'm not even sure if she was a close friend, but someone who worked in the casting department of a production company and they were looking for a young girl for this role, a TV role, and asked if mum would bring my sister and I in. We'd had no experience. So, yeah, mum took us in and I got that role. So I was 11 was? in a show called The Sullivans. The Sullivans. Yeah, I think that might have aired here. I had no idea what I was doing. But actually the, the weirder part is before they started filming that, the same production company asked if I could do one day's work on another series. And Jason Donovan was my brother in that show. So we're both 11. <laughs> that's when I first met Jason Donovan and then didn't meet him until Neighbours, which was years later. So I did these acting roles, just the two. Didn't do anything else till. I was 16 and just kind of mentioned to mum and dad, I'd really like to do that again. And we still didn't know what to do, even though in the interim, my sister had become part of a show called Young Talent Time, which is like Mickey Mouse Club. And so there's maybe 10 kids uh, between the ages of probably 8 to 16. You kind of got the flick when you're 16. So there's a kid singing and dancing show. So mum and dad knew a little bit about that, but not about acting and anyway try to make a long story short I'm piping up about this as I'm 16 maybe partly was seeing Dan doing her show and just feeling like I want to do something even though I was crazy about music and I think one of my parents just called the same production company and asked how do we go about this and it so happened that they were casting for another show then so I auditioned for it dressed up as the character went for that role and got that So I was 16. When you and got Charlene? No, this is before Charlene. Oh, before Charlene. So this was a Jesse. show called The Henderson Kids. And I've it was, heard of that. Yeah, so it was about six months' work. So I had to do, you know, you have your tutor and do your schooling. So it was the end of my year 11 and then into the start of year 12, which you might know HSC from Neighbours. HSC. Days. Going to get my HSC. And then they moved to Queensland. Exactly. <laughs> And so anyway, that's when the bug got me because there was a bunch of other kids on that show, um, notably Ben Mendelsohn, who's just such an epic, epic actor and yeah. all-round awesome you know guy. Him. Know he, him, he was in Bloodline. He was mm. in Florence's music oh, video. Yeah. He, am I, I'm saying the yeah, right guy. Yeah. He is like you can't not watch him when he's on the screen. He's incredible. He is phenomenal. So we go back. We've just been friends all these years. And it's like, we were 16, we go done okay haven't we didn't we do okay and you know we we as much as whatever both of us have achieved there's still we're still kind of 16 when we're together it's really sweet then I finished school which was kind of difficult after working on this tv show and I was like oh I don't want to I don't want to finish and mom and dad were good they said you don't you don't have to but it would be good if you could at least get your HSC so I passed by the skin of my teeth because I'd had to drop down to four subjects and Anyway, got my HSC. Nothing from school sounded appealing to me. I just wanted to act and actually had some singing lessons with a little bit of money I'd had. So I'd go and have my singing lesson on the weekend. Made a demo tape when I was 17. Were they covers or? Yeah. What covers did you do? You won't believe it. It was. I need to know. 
and I found maybe not the original tape, but a copy of the tape. And I'm so I played it once on this little like a vintage Walkman I've got, and I'm scared to play it again in case it just breaks. I need to get it digitized. I sound like like a little mouse. So it was "Dim All the Lights" by Donna Summer. How on earth did I think I could sing these things? Just Once by Quincy Jones and New Attitude by Patti LaBelle. (laughs) But they were mega kind of... Just uh, not doable. Well, I mean, that's what I was into, I guess. But that's amazing, isn't it? Because you've completely mm-hmm. fulfilled that. I mean, your new record. Yeah, and I think I. And yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. That's a huge. They're, they're, yeah. it's, it's so foolish on my part, but and I cried in the studio. I didn't notice. I was so scared. I was spending my money to, you know, get these three, get a tape of these three songs. And um, the practical side of me was thinking this this will help for acting. So, any actor's going to tell you. You know, when they ask if you can water ski, mm-hmm. can you jump out of it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Can you sing? Oh, here's my cassette. So you're, I was thinking it was like this. But I did harbour that kind of bedroom dream of being a pop singer. I just didn't know that how to get into that path. But you must, you're a pop singer that is a pop singer forever. I mean, mm. you've not, Please not. Please tell me just, how that happens how and how can yeah. I be able to do this forever like just you do? Just keep going, literally. No, but it's more than that, Kylie. The style, the creative, <clears throat> the the songs, the dancing, the kind of generosity to your fans. You've created mm. this community that mm. is so devoted to you. Yeah. And like your shows are pretty phenomenal. Yeah. What was the Venus? What, the, the, oh, Aphrodite. I mean, Aphrodite, yeah. sorry, yeah. Aphrodite. And, um, that was crazy are you sometimes like shit I've bitten off more than I can chew here when you're like high up in the sky or being picked up by oh I there's not this is going to come out wrong I was about to say there's not much I haven't ridden but I have (laughs) I have ridden many things the the angel the horse that you know you name it I've kind of done that in stupid heels and trying to sing at the same time and it's the things that no one would imagine that are hard. Yes, people generally know touring's grueling and you can't have any other fun because you can't even go and I'm presuming you'd be the same. It's like, cause see you at the bar, like, no, I can't talk. I just I'm can't steaming. talk over. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Don't mind me. Um, and trying to travel from A to B in heels, doing your quick changes. It's all that you can do to try and get a sip of water in. So it's just that stuff that I often think, wow, you really should have just giving yourself a bit of a break but but it's it's, it's exhilarating and it's addictive it is. right and I have missed it this year and I've just mm. realized that because I toured a lot 2018 and 2019 but in general I'm used to having this kind of low level low level of fairly consistent adrenaline mm. that you're doing this or you're doing that or like peaking and maxing out that you're touring and you're trying to sustain that that energy and you know reach those heights every night and to not have had that this year is something strange. Don't want it to turn into the blues, you know, because no. adrenaline is like that. It's, yeah, it's a thrill, And it's the classic yeah. thing, like post-tour depression. And you're kind of like, well, I did it. I should feel great. And it, it, literally, now I know, it takes two weeks. Your adrenal glands are like, we got this. We're doing it every night. We are pumped. And then you stop and they're just going, no, like, where does do that energy go? I wanted to know... I mean, this is more for me. Any any things on your rider that I should definitely have on mine, or anything? I'm so boring. Um, uh, me too. Like you know, a kettle 
a coffee. Coffee you're machine. Have to I like a good coffee. That, okay, fine. Like, uh, don't give me some crap. We're Australian. Yeah, I'm so. from Melbourne. I'm sorry. What is it about this? We are the worst. <laughs> we really are. Is that where they invented baristas? I think they did. I'm not it's sure. I don't know if they invented them, but it's it's a it's, it's like a, a cultural thing, job, isn't it? Yes, very much. So, yeah. Okay. Right. Tell me how you take your coffee. I like what they call in Australia. They now call it a piccolo latte. Italians are like, what are you talking about? Hold on, there was that a piccolo. Is now there's a piccolo latte. Yeah. Or maybe the short for What's it is a piccolo. piccolo then? It's a tiny latte, so you don't have to deal with all that milk. You get isn't that it's, a flat white? Kind isn't of? that a flat white? Which I thought was oh, Australian. No, I think it's a bit different. It's it? very similar. Now the baristas are going to come after me, going, "What are you talking so about?" I thought flat white was invented in Australia. Yes. Yes. And thank yeah. you, Australia, for that. Yeah. We, we yeah. Love I love the best. That we don't don't know cappuccino just. Yeah. So this is my understanding. The flat white and then a piccolo latte is just a, you know, smaller. The froth is not like a wet froth. It's more of a creamy, creamy froth. But I think yeah. flat white's a creamy froth. Yeah, that's, that's creamy. It's basically, imagine like Kylie size yeah. coffee. Yeah, it's that's a, what a piccolo it's latte tiny. is. Oh, and the other, like that is the perfect size for me because it's just not too much. But also you just, that's connecting with thinking about touring and riders and the amount of times I now ask for, can I have half a cup of tea? Half when a you're cup. at work, I genuinely want half a cup of tea because the full tea, I don't have time. This sounds I agree stupid. with you. There's no time for it to cool down. Yeah. So by the time I, everything else, okay, do yeah. that. Oh, don't spill yeah, any. I agree. You, you get one sip of the tea, but the half a cup of tea solves the problem because it cools cool down fast. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. That's about it's as demanding settled. as you are, Kylie. I mean, that's, I think, we're doing yeah. all right. You've had such a huge, long career with probably so many memorable moments but is there one particular memorable meal that you've just been like what is going I mean I've had oh, yeah. feels like you know I'm you know a newbie to all this but I am a foodie I mean until you? I get I you know I get really excited about I quite like simple things which is good things yeah I've been to Portofino a few times and there's a restaurant there that's it's so picturesque it's like oh, I recognize that picture that's Portofino with all the colored um, buildings and so there's it's very compact and there's one little side little alley i think you can't drive a car it's a walking alley and it's a langoustine restaurant it's called daobati i think from memory oh my god just stop it's you know they put the bib on you and you're you just i can't even i've probably been there four times but i you know i dream of going back there and of course it's a it's the secret recipe but Whatever they do, it's phenomenal. So is it langoustine that you're having? And it's yes. just, they're just simply done with something. It's a, it's a mystery. Very juicy. You know, you get involved. It's all you're eating with your hands. And, and there's some other small dishes, but there's zero need for them to ever change that secret recipe. Um, we ask every guest this. Dream meal. You're about to go to a desert island where, you know, your food is going to be minimal before you leave, you have your last supper. It's a starter, a main and a pud and a drink of choice. Jesus. You can think about it for a bit. If I you might want. have to think about that. I think a nice, simple starter, simple, is great asparagus, just grilled, lemon, salt and pepper, oil. That really, it's like, it's not too much. It just gets you going and you can do it at home. 
Okay, fine. Yeah. No, no anchovy butter, nothing like that. No. Simple. Although I do love anchovies. Me too. Mm. Okay, fine. So main, would you have those langoustines? Would they be your last supper? I mean, yes. Yeah. I tend just to eat way too many. I like to be real slovenly about oh. it. Yeah, it's, it's um. Forget the bib. <laughs> and, and dessert. I really like dark chocolate. So maybe like something flourless, dark chocolate. I don't really like I sweet fu- sweets. I fucked up. Wow. I told mum to do a chocolate mousse and she said, should I do a flourless chocolate cake? And I said, no, don't fucking... <gasps> You're want- kidding me! Don't. So you've got a cho- dark chocolate mousse. That's good. But... Perfect. I, f- I have to apologise. It was going to be a flourless fucking... And I could have bloody been your best friend after this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you could make one and, and I'll collect it another day. Because okay. I'm sure you make a mean flourless chocolate tort. And then what's your drink? I mean... Would it be the old KM CDP? Would it, or would it, you know? Yes. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm hungry. And I'm about to kind of drool over you too much if I drink too much more of the CDP. But you have to go slowly, don't you? I know so many people. I I did tell a few of my friends that you were were coming round. Um, (laughs) Mostly my gay friends. Everyone loves you. You're like the Dolly Parton, um, in that sense of, uh, you You do no wrong. Like, oh, I do. But well, I, <laughs> nobody sees it. You either, like, you're doing it very behind closed, but, like, do you have some regrets within your career or not? Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Um, to name them. Um, you don't have to name no, them. No, it's, it's just, it's quite difficult. It's more like a little bit here and a little bit there, or... God, I wish I hadn't done. I wish I'd done that. A lot of I wish I'd done that differently. I could have done that better. Why didn't I see what was happening? But it's so funny because from the outside, it's like you are one of the most flawless pop stars that I think we see. So as an artist myself, mm. that's really um, encouraging and reassuring to hear because yeah. I see you having had this trajectory of like it's mm. just been fucking winner, 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 winner. That everything well, about I do. It, um, you're a perfectionist? Mostly, yeah. There's some areas where I can, if I'm really on the fence about something, I can, it can go either way. I'm not sure how correct I am in saying that, in thinking that it's in recent years or, you know, last, I don't know, five, ten years or whatever, where I am more, you know, I just don't let things slide. But actually, if I look back to some things from the past, I think I've always... I've had the I- the idea, but I haven't always spoken up. You know, I'd love to know if you've been in similar situations where there's just so much noise, and especially when I was younger, was like, well, you're the grown-up, so I guess you know. I don't know. I'm new to all of this, even though it's really successful. And uh, you, but it was learning on the job, basically, a lot of it. I wonder. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Smells great. It's a, it's a, it was a different time. <clears throat> you were you are a woman in music and I don't know, you know, I felt it where you almost have to feel apologetic if you disagree in a way. And I don't know. Um, and that's in this time, yeah. you know, even it's, it's, I think it gets easier because I feel like maybe I am more confident now, but you, yeah, you were just doing more, this a while ago. More knowledge and more yeah. certainty. And, and I think it is, you know, thankfully it does feel like it's changing and I try to, I mean, I'm sure you get younger people on this show. It'd be great to hear what they have to say about how they feel. Not that they know what to compare it to. 
as experience, but what they've read about or what, what they've heard about. But it does seem like the younger girls now have stronger voices. I agree. And that's yeah, amazing. I agree. I, I, okay, so then I have to ask, because I feel like a strong voice that we all mm-hmm. kind of know of is Pete Waterman. Yeah. And I, I really want to know what it was like working with him. I think one of the reasons it worked well for me, I didn't know any different. They were unashamedly and rightly so called the hit factory. And I came from being in a soap opera where you get your lines, you say your lines, then you do the next scene and you do the next thing. So probably sounds so weird now to hear, but I would have to be written out of Neighbours, so to get two weeks to travel from Australia to here, they'd have to write Charlene. She'd go to Brisbane or something. So was it? Happening simultaneously, that's how... There was a period where I was doing them both. And then when that became too difficult, then I left Neighbours and pursued music. But, um, yeah, I think I didn't... I literally didn't know anything about songwriting. I barely knew anything about singing or performing. It just kind of... It was like playing a character and just doing what was asked of me. I was going to say doing what I was told, but I think it's more what was... What I think was required. Yeah. And in the kind of five years with them and me going from a 19-year-old to early 20s um, and just becoming curious and and wanting to be more involved and be in the room and not be in the waiting room until they were ready. You weren't even allowed. It was... Not in the beginning, no. I I think that's just the way it was. So I think I learnt just from being around music and performing the songs, but... Yeah, it was kind of, it almost seems so crazy now that I would, I'd go in the studio any day. I love it. I love it. I love it. love it. You go in and start the day with nothing and then you've got something. Yeah, you've made something. It doesn't really feel like a job, does it? It doesn't feel a job, especially when you're just... When it's working. Well, or when you're just throwing things at the wall and see what, what sticks and you're generally with people you want to be with and it's just, I don't know, just, it's like, it's like kind of, flying or something you just stuff's happening then when you get to the kind of pointier end it starts to feel like work like okay is this really any good are we all crazy thank you so much there's more salsa verde if you want thank you oh it's nice mum i think the butter beans with the salsa verde is a winner yeah yeah it's good right I just made contact with the butter beans <laughs> and the salsa verde. Really good. I do feel like we have to shout out Mira Soda, who's a Guardian columnist, a, a brilliant cook, who does the vegan column and does amazing things. And actually, it was my brother. This isn't her recipe, but it was her suggestion that my brother's been doing doing butter beans with a salsa verde. Mm. And I think it's a winner. It's an absolute yeah. winner. And a little bit of a reheat the next day with some other bits and bobs. Yes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can I just slightly throw it back and congratulate you on your album? Oh my god! Yeah, Thank, like that, uh, yeah, you can yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You can absolutely so so good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I, I did jump for joy when Kylie Minogue put me on her playlist. Yeah. On Spotify, we should write together one day. Um. Yes. Yeah, we should. I would love that. When I made "What's Your Pleasure," there was the, the song, the album, t- the title track of the album mm-hmm. is called "What's Your Pleasure." Yeah. And when we made it, I was like, Kylie, this, I kind of feel like I'm pretending to be Kylie Minogue <laughs> on this. Because, like, in my head, I was trying to be Debbie Harry and Kylie Minogue. Oh, my God. And then God. I was like, Kylie Minogue should take the second verse. She should. <laughs> Why so, don't you call me? I don't know. Maybe I should have. I don't know, because you're fucking Kylie. I only live over the river. Oh, my God. This is great. We're going to go to the was, We're going to go to the And studio. I was stuck at home. Piccolino lattes. This is great. And I have my own studio. Do well, you? When I say studio, I mean, like, the five bits of kit that you need. So I did most of my album, my vocals at home. No. You record yourself? Oh, get an engineer in and then... So, yeah, producer and engineer. Well, normally it's the producer who is engineering would remote access my designated laptop. So there's no emails about to pop up or, you know, reminders or anything. <laughs> um, but in watching that, I started to learn how to, you know, the basics of logic. And now I can say, yeah, yeah I'll get them to you later. I even had to move the studio once the album was done. I thought, this is it's a bit in the way here, so let's get it to a, another zone. Is it in your house? Yeah. I, it was locked down. I was yeah. home. So what, did you finish your record in... Lockdown? Completely, yeah. So I started the album, started writing last year. Mm. Um, so Say Something and Magic were both, so the first two singles were done last year. Yeah. Say Something was finished in lockdown, finished remotely with, you know, fine-tuning and getting kind of um, forensic about it. Mm-hmm. And I think every other song that's on the album and the, and the deluxe, maybe bar one or like one and a half were yeah we're done at home so it's kind of a lockdown album in the sense that it was a lot a lot of it yeah um i think there's only one other full song that was fully aside from mixing was done not in lockdown and as the sessions went on so we'd start just zooms for just writing and then would go to remote controlling for recording and i kind of joked i said we're getting an engineer credit for this and once we got to the end, I realised I am giving myself an additional... <laughs> yeah, you fucking are. I set all of this up. I just realised I did do it. Yeah, damn right. So, so yeah, I've given myself a credit and um, quite happy with that, actually. So I'm, I'd be terrible for anyone else. Like, hey, also, people are now like, so you're a pro, you're a wizard. Can I just stop you there? I'm like, you know, grade two. My prep school was Garage Band, and I'm maybe grade two. So I've got all of primary school and high school to go before well, I'm anything near a pro. Speaking about grades, okay, so I also had, just to add to my fanatic Kylie face, we had the uh, VHS of you 
that was Kylie. Uh, was it, was, it was it like Kylie on the go or something? It was like Kylie, that. and you were playing the piano. I did learn the piano. Yeah, I was and you had these the most amazing like Mozart esque sleeved. Um, <laughs> do you remember it? It was a blouse. It was white, and it was very. Christ, and you were there at the piano. You were like, "Oh, hey, you didn't catch." Oh, sorry, I'm just playing something. <laughs> yeah, and we'd watch it in this room, and the TV used to be here. And we'd watch it and you'd be playing the piano and it was like with a lot of sleeve and I've always <gasps> dreamed about this blouse. That was probably like my my prince fantasy. It, yes, yeah. that would make sense. It was like very, yes. I think I remember, I might have had, oh, this is really challenging me now, um, maybe a little waistcoat. Like a oh, vest with yeah, it, yeah, yeah, with yeah. some embroidery. Yep, 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 yep. And there, and yeah. there, and probably massive earrings. We and you had curly hair, I yes, think. yeah. And and we Hannah got like an embroidered waistcoat. Yeah. Jessie thinks that the neighbours' theme tune was her white noise because when they were born, they were. I'd listened <laughs> to it. I'd watched it when I was pregnant, and then when they were born, we always had neighbours on. So, so they, that was like. Was that like were Des and Daphne? Yeah, oh, we did. I had that. I had the Daphne hair, the half up, half down, and then the ponytail. She used to do that. She had double ponytail. What did she die of? We can't remember. Or in birth. It was the saddest episode. We absolutely sobbed. Did she die in childbirth? But Des was less. Did have nothing else on that you? Des was desolate. No. Des was desolate. Well, it was on twice a day. Yeah, it was on. So you could then just cry all over again. Yeah. It was like the arches. They did a repeat later. Des was desolate. That's Des was desolate. (laughs) And Daphne's hair. And I remember you used to. I used to say to you, "How would you like your hair?" And you say, "Like Daphne." She managed to get. A lot of looks out of very short hair. Oh God! She was a she was a good woman, Daphne. Yeah. Was um, she a hairdresser? I don't know. She was an ex stripper. That was the scandal. Oh, the scandal. Oh. And she then she in, she worked in the cafe. No, the diner. She started the cafe. It was so scandalous. That was this cafe from yeah. her from her stripper money. I don't know. <laughs> Presumably, if that but was Guy part of her Guy past. Pierce was your best friend. He was one of the gang. Yeah, and yeah. I worked with him. Three years ago, we played husband and wife in this Australian comedy film that's set in the 70s. So, I mean, he looks really good with the, the tash and the lamb chops and all of that. Yeah, he looked good. good but that was hilarious. We didn't get to kiss. Oh, shame. But yeah. do, do you see Jason? Sometimes. The last epic time I saw him was at Hyde Park. Um, I had a show there. Did you sing together? Yeah. But even better than that, we... I had especially for you in the set and my BBs would sing his parts and because this was BBC Radio 2 Hyde Park concert going out live everywhere, we had um, a choir as well. And um, I texted Jason maybe the day before or two days before and said, oh, hey, I've got this gig in Hyde Park. Just let me know if you want to come along. Um, And so he let me know on the day. He said, yeah, I'll be there. I'm just going to roll up on my bike. I said, well, great. And so then when I got to Hyde Park and said to my team, like my musical producer and, and creative director said, um, so, yeah, Jason's going to be here tonight. And they said, well, uh, are you going to ask him? I said, well, I'm not going to call him now because I happen to know he's cycling in and I don't want him to just like <laughs> get in. nervous and, you know, fall off or anything. But he arrived and then I asked him, I said, you could, you know, the easy answer is no. 
and that's totally fine. It's just it's totally up to you. You can sing a bit. You can sing nothing. We can do a stupid dance. And um, you can see the cogs turning over. It's like, is there a guitar? Like, what, what key is that in again? And he was just, he started going and it was great because I completely, completely caught, caught him off guard. And he's, he's such a good sport. He said, oh, it's good job I didn't turn up in my Lycra. Like my cycling lycra. <laughs> I can never <laughs> That would have been another another entrance. But literally, I had friends who were in the business. They're not really phased by much, but calling me crying. Just it was such a moment. So I'm really grateful to him for you know giving us that moment. So I guess there will be plans to tour this because you are like a machine when you tour. I as and when. We can, and it's yeah. a viable thing, and it's safe for Sounds everyone. Like Sign me up. Yeah. My dream for this tour would be to perform in the round, which I've never really done, have the world's biggest disco ball above, and make it like a, just a, a big love fest. It's got to get you. Got to get close though. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. Yeah, you want people getting sweaty and hugging and loving each other. I know. And- I know. So we'll see. It's obviously it's a bit of a pipe dream now, and I kind of almost don't want to. Think about it too much. It seems so sad. So what but... are you going to do when you're not touring? What are you going to do next now the album's out? Right with me. Yeah, and Kimo, in get in the yeah. studio. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Garden? Will you do your gardener? <laughs> oh, kind of. Not very good. Have you grown any vegetables over I lockdown? did try. Oh, what did you try? Um, I got some tomatoes, which of course is like, you know, I don't think you can fail oh, on that I did. front. Did yeah, you? No, no, yeah, yeah. I fucked up on the old tomatoes. <laughs> so, yeah, you can actually So do there that. were courgettes that were happening, runner beans, and, um, you know, it was just that the, the little things, like um, a friend gave me tiny seedlings that they'd started and said, oh, see those the bits of eggshell in there? That's because the, you put it, you break the egg and, and keep the shell and put your seed in there and the dirt in there and then, like, all this stuff that because we didn't, no one knew what to do with ourselves, every day it was like, like there's this, you know, five millimetres of growth. And so I got quite into it and then I think the squirrel attacked everything and that was that. I was going to ask, is England your home forever? Hmm. Long pause is there. Is your boyfriend an Englishman? He's a Welshman. Welsh. Ooh. Ooh. Good choice. Oh. Nice people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's been in London for almost 20 years, I guess. There's just not going to be an Australian home. Are you a British citizen? I have a British passport and an oh. Australian passport. Oh. So, so you don't yes. need to marry the Welshman to get... <laughs> I think no. Kylie's okay. okay, we'll keep her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people forget I'm Australian, actually. I think we think you belong to us. Yeah, you, you adopted me. That's yeah. a fact. A lot of people feel like they... You know, I was part of the family. I grew up in neighbours. I was in yeah. your lounge room or your kitchen yeah, twice yeah, a day. and I think. A teenager and... And then beyond that, just kind of growing up in front of your eyes. And and I like people. I like kindness. I like, you know, I don't suffer fools gladly. But I think if, you know, if you kind of, kindness comes back to you. And well, you were very kind on The Voice. <laughs> I thought you were exceptionally kind and nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's, that's, Why didn't you do Have you done a show like that? No. It's quite hard. Quite hard. Hard, like I, I, the battles, I, the, the, the blinds just what, went like forever. The, what was hard about it that you kind of 
the, the choosing people and uh, critiquing or yeah some of that because you you know you don't, don't people's dreams and yeah. some people just don't have a voice I totally rate the show but and I said in my initial part on that of time on that show I said I just have to say that as soon as that person turns around it isn't just about the voice mm. it just isn't you'll you know you see the shock on people it's a it's a 12 year old girl it's a 65 year old yeah. man like it becomes about them and everything else so yes the voice is what has to make you turn um but yeah they're just long it's just that's just tv tv is long and by the time it's edited it looks like you were there for kind of 35 minutes mm. i think i subsisted on um you know ready to eat protein snacks yeah, because they wouldn't ruin. There's just like there's no time. Just, oh, yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> no time. What happened to those gold shorts? Oh, so well, you know they were bought for fifty p. I know. So that's the history. I don't really know what the history was before I got to know them, but they are with pretty much all of my costumes and performing things and memorabilia that I donated them to the Performing Arts Museum in Melbourne. So. If I hit tough times, I have nothing to sell. <laughs> no hot pants. Even Charlene's overalls are in there. All the showgirl stuff. Like they have Charlene's overalls. Tons and t- that's basically the only thing I took from Neighbours was Charlene's overalls, which I would love to wear because when you did, um, you'd film the OB scenes, so the outside broadcast scenes, one week, and then you'd match the studio scenes the next week. So you always one episode was spread over two weeks, and Melbourne could be freezing freezing cold and you're starting work at 6 a.m so i've got in my datsun driven to work learning my lines on the way and so if i was wearing my overalls or charlene's overalls i could sneak some track pants or something underneath and then the next week in the studio you could be cool so i loved my overalls That's and, a I, and i yeah and i love that charlene was feisty and was kind of going against the grain did you then. have to perm your hair no that was my hair you're what? joking. That is the so most... You've got straight hair. I've got curly hair. That's no, a Brazilian. That's a Brazilian straight hair. Oh, this is no, all sorts. This is, this is a I bit of work. I perm my hair to get... Some body. Yeah. I wanted to know what you're missing. I mean, you're not able to go to Australia at the moment. Obviously, you're missing your family. Mm-hmm. But what kind of food are you missing? Because the food there is excellent. My mum's food. Really? Or, you know, when, when we're all together and... the. I never do as many dishes. I mean, I because it's my brother and sister doing most of the cooking, or mum, or whoever's there, and who's on dish patrol. So it's like, all I do is don't do dishes. But someone's got to set the table. Someone's got to, you know, do all of that. So I'm kind of um mood, ambiance, setting, uh, and washing. But you know, barbecues at home. I hate to sound completely obvious, but summer barbecue what is special about your family's barbecue is there something nothing that we... it's just that it's a family You're barbecue Fair enough. kylie um dinner party five guests who are you inviting people who can alive. actually attend oh no this is dreamland who would be at your perfect dinner paul party? newman oh. oh my god yes can it just be paul newman <laughs> sure why paul newman yeah, because he's gorgeous jessica <laughs> Oh, my God. He's the one. Okay. Yes. So, literally, Kylie is not inviting anybody else. Just having <laughs> her and Paul. I love that. Um, look, I think everyone wants Marilyn at their dinner party. No she one's just... done that one, actually. Really? Yeah. No. Were you a packed lunch girl when you were at school? Yes. I mean, once in a while we could have 
some money for the tuck shop, but that was just once in a while. So what was in your lunchbox? It was usually a Straz sandwich. It's a Straz like sandwich? Like Strasbourg, like ham, a type of, well, like mixed. I don't know how to describe it. Like maybe it's a bunch of meats together that look like a circle and then slice, like pre-sliced meat. I need to know that. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if it was just ham. Spam. It wasn't spam. <laughs> Corn beef. No. Straz. This is very interesting. I. That's what I think it was called, Straz. Oh, thank you. So, or a cheese sandwich, okay. but you know, white, Fine. just white bread, butter. Simples. Wheat bix in the morning, wheat bix, su- we call it wheat bix, it's Weetabix here. Wheat bix? Wheat bix. Yes, every morning, oh, these strange every. Strange Australians. As soon as I got home <laughs> from peculiar. school. Marmite or Vegemite? Well, we know. Vegemite. Oh, Kylie, you're not of even... Course of course it's Vegemite. Take a passport away, <laughs> Jessie. <laughs> of course Do you still Vegemite. eat it? Do you like Vegemite? Once in a while, yeah. It's a feel-good thing. But it's... it's Have you ever tried it on... I don't know if it would work as well as Marmite, but with um, spaghetti and butter. I haven't, but that would work. Is that excellent? Jessie, So if you're having Vegemite on toast... You have to have an Australian make it for you because it's everything has to be right. What's the why the, well, the, the need, ratios? You need, yeah, your ratios, uh, and you know the the enough butter, and then the Vegemite's just kind of got to skip over it. That's how I like it anyway. This is delicious. Is it? Yes. Kylie Minogue, we have kept you for far too long. You or not long enough. The best. It depends because um, I've had such a great time. Oh, good. thank you. <laughs> Will this? Um, Seal the deal when I tell you, I forgot to tell you that we have a guinea pig called Kylie and a guinea pig called Jason as well. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Kylie Beauty and fruity. Jason. Kylie Jason. I know, I've, I've had to step away. I don't <laughs> want to make it Yeah, and now we're going to... I thought I'd heard it all. <laughs> I've now heard it all. We're going to now uh, break your kneecaps and you're going to lie upstairs <laughs> and you're going to teach us the spinning around dance. Uh, you're never going anywhere. We are Kathy Bates. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Thank I love you, you so coming. much. We you, love you. It's been you. so special. And Good Lillian, thanks for the dinner. Oh, and, it's a, um, such a pleasure. Remember, always chill it. Always oh, chill it. Oh, okay. That's never come out of my mouth before. <laughs> I like it though. Maybe you should just have that as the tagline. Always chill it. <laughs> Thank you to Kylie Minogue. Good luck at the residency in Vegas. We, we got to go, Mum. And also, I think we need to do dark chocolate mousse again on the um, on the podcast the next season. Let's do it. Yeah, and that halibut was delicious as well. It was. Thank you so much for listening to these Table Manners Second Helpings. We will be back with a brand new season very, very soon with plenty more fabulous guests. Take care. 